podcast we looked at Butch's No Two Alike, The Flatlanders, and his photography. But as I was doing the research interviews, I found out there are many other things intertwined in his songwriting. He's very funny. He's also super prolific. So here in episode two, we're going to hear about Butch's interests in architecture, becoming a river guide, and his epic song cycle called Split and Slide. My name is Jeff Haley. Our guests for this podcast are Chris Searles, who has played drums with Butch Hancock and the Flatlanders, Tiffany Walker, who is a friend of Butch's and a music journalist, Bobby Bridger, singer, songwriter, poet, actor, playwright, author, and painter, who for three decades has traveled the world performing a trilogy of one-man shows and who has toured with and known Butch for at least that long, and Peter Blackstock, co-founder of No Depression Magazine and a staff writer for the Austin American Statesman. Here's Twang Twang's Chris Searles and Austin music expert Tiffany Walker. I think he's just comfortable with being like, the, I'm right here right now, right in front of you. You know, This is who I am, and this is the work I just did. And this is the work I'm doing now, because I finished that one. Butch um, was sort of always, when we were on the bus and stuff like that, he would always be drawing something um, or reading something or having some you know, intense conversation. Tiffany Walker. I have it actually written on a post-it note on my computer that I heard Butch say one time, it doesn't get any better no matter how bad it gets. One of those kind of brain teaser, at first you're like, what? But then I was like, it really is like the sense of, you know, being grateful for where you are because no matter how bad it gets, you need to find, you know, something to be grateful for and like appreciate the moment for what it is. So I always think about that. There's all these Coens that are like kind of just brain ticklers. You know, I love listening to them. And sometimes I sort of have an idea of what they're about, but not really. This is a guy that's been true to his art through thin and thinner, starting with at the beginning. But his, he wasn't supposed to be a guitar player and a singer and a songwriter and, and become one of the most important musicians in Texas history because that's not what he was supposed to do, you know. He came up with the idea after he heard my one-man show. Bobby Bridger. He suggested that we do a two-man, one-man show. <laughs> Which is, that's got Butch's name written all over it. Part of the attraction to architecture is that it, a legitimate vocation because he's so good with spatial thinking and um, line and you know literally drawing and and was so interested in what made things function whether it was walls or water flow or uh, an engine you know and a tractor like he was just curious about all that stuff and so I think he tried to apply himself to that but he's he's just so much more of a creative I asked Tiffany to pick one of her favorite Butch songs to talk about. She chose Split and Slide. Well, split. 
Clinton slide were gliding along. They were hot footing it and singing a song at the top of their lungs, at the top of their voice. They needed some help because they had no choice but to lie a little to everybody they met. One of his crazy songs is called Split and Slide. And I think the first Split and Slide is probably about, oh, I'm going to say like seven or eight minutes long. Now Split didn't mind and Slide didn't care. They knew everybody's got a burden to bear and theirs was simple. They were born to lose. The split started getting some bright ideas and believe it or not, Slide got his and the next thing you knew, they decided to pick and choose. So Split, he picked the proper time and Slide picked a good high mountain to climb. They got halfway up and they came back down. Then Split, he slipped and started to slide and Slide, he slipped and Split his side and said, Split, let's keep our feet on level ground one of his early songs that he played and it's just one of those i mean it's kind of like if you think about like a that, that dylan song like lily rosemary and the and the queen of heart just all these crazy characters and a bunch of wordplay the light and a rose cannot bloom the whole year long now the split had a daughter named lame eileen and slide had a son he had never seen and that worthless little feller was known by the name of slick And then when he, I guess um, the first time um, in No Two Alike, in the first one, he wrote a sequel to Split and Slide called Split and Slide Two. His brain had been boiling in the blazing sun, but Eileen took it seriously and she accepted him. Split had to give the bride away and he did so. And then he backed away in that old hot church. He went and stood by the fan. And then Slick and Slide came down the aisle. They were out of order, walking single file, but somehow it all seemed to fit in the preacher's plan. Yeah, the preacher said, Lord, help us now and bless this holy wedding vow. Slick said to himself, the Lord either will or he won't. And the preacher said, Slick, you take her for your bride. Slick looked at her and then he looked at Slide. He was supposed to say, I do, but he said, I don't. And about that time, Split hit the fan, lost a thumb and a finger off of his right hand, went screaming right out of that church, throwing a fit. Then Slick and Slide, they saw their chance to get out of that ill-fated fool's romance. They all went running down the road, lickety-split. Yeah. You can't always toe the line, oh, baby, you can't always... I think it was my former statesman colleague, Don McLeese, who, thing about Butch's songs that I had never really thought about before Peter Blackstock he said Butch uses words like building blocks because there's these sort of rhymes and internal repetitions within a line or, or several lines or in a verse and it does it kind of builds upon each other and, and Don's theory was that it was kind of like Butch's fascination with architecture is that he, he uses words like blocks that go into a structure that way Here's what he said He said One place is good as the next I swear And two places are better than anywhere So I'll meet you there And you meet me here We'll rob the Bank of America 
The slide says, Fred, that's a pretty good plan. He stood right up and shook his hand, said, All we're gonna need is a little bit of help from Erica. Well, that was his girl, and she was from way down south with a look in her eye and a drawl in her mouth, and they all agreed she'd be the inside man. Erica, she got to thinking it through and decided that the best thing for her to do was to keep her job and turn those two fools in. Yeah, Erica sort of sold him down the river. Split had about a half a mind to forgive her, but Slide had the presence of mind to say, let's split, split. So split they did and they went and hid down a dirty alley. But tried another sequel to the song and that one... I mean, I think it was like an hour long. I think he did like the whole second set of the night was just that song. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he wrote it. I don't know how he remembered it. I mean, it's just, I tried to memorize all the words to the first one and that made my brain hurt. <laughs> and here he is, he has like three of them, each of them getting longer and longer. You can't always toe the line, oh baby. You can't always tell the time and the circumstance are gonna change right to wrong. Can't always win a fight, honey. You can't always see the light, and a rose cannot bloom the whole year long. Now Split was down without much hope. Slide was out to the end of his rope. They'd both just about give up at trying to win. Yeah, the two of them started seeing double. They didn't have the energy to deal with trouble, so their rambling days came quickly to an end. They started in to singing again in a smoky old bar in the very back end and a few small tips and a drink was all their pay. But even that got a little too slow and it left them with nowhere else to go but through the back screen door of an old cafe. That's where Slide sings harmony all alone and Split keeps playing Slide's trombone and the customers all come in for a bite to eat. They complain about the service and the price of toast, but the words from them you're gonna hear the most is that split and slide, man, they never miss a beat. His integrity as an artist and and as a part of an American and a, as a human being, and you know, he's always had this very relationship with unique and as interesting as you would expect from Butch Hancock's mind. Since the 1980s, Butch has been a river guide with far-flung adventures on the Rio Grande River. Uh, Butch, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, in 78, I think it was, 79 maybe, the people who had far-flung adventures down there knew that I was a desert rat and freaky, freaked out and I would go down there for any cause whatsoever just to get in the desert and they booked me as an artist on one of their float trips 
time that I spent with him was in April of 1990. He had started doing these these river raft trips on the Rio Grande with this company out there called Far Flung Adventures. And Far Flung had existed for quite some time and did just you know typical raft trips down the Rio Grande through the canyons. And then at some point they got the idea, I think through Steve Fromholtz originally, to have weekend trips where you'd spend three days and two nights on the river and the two nights would be campground things where a musician... That's how I know Butch got interested in Terlingua the first time. Everybody I know, you know, Fromholtz became a regular boatman down there and I think Butch did too. really interested in it and he got so into it that he became one of their river guides, boatsmen, in addition to being the musical entertainment at night. And so just, you know, sitting in the middle of uh, Santa Elena Canyon, hearing Butch Hancock play, you know, down by the banks of the Guadalupe or whatever was, that's something I'll never forget. Was, that was really, really special. But she said, babe, you're just a wave. You're not the water. And I think that's what lured him to Terlingua to live down there. In the 90s, Butch moved to Terlingua and began building his own home. To go back to another source here, I think architecture may have had a lot to do with it. And he made art, his world around him. So I think, you know, the fact that he basically built his house in Terlingua is just, you know, a furtherance of that. And I think, I've never been to Butch's place, but I would bet that his house is built out of discarded materials. And I bet that that architecture bug had something to do with that. I also think like he's also, he just kind of follows his own views. So, I mean, to me, architecture seems very mathy and very defined and, and confining. I guess that's the, the thing that kind of bothers me is I get I see like Butch being out there in Lubbock riding around in the tractor in the wide open spaces just kind of like catching songs whereas like architecture sounds very I don't know more a lot more structured and I, I feel like he's more of a free spirit showing me a, a huge tattered sketchbook that he had because he was into architecture and he had this sketchbook full of what he called popcorn house. He was envisioning a developer who would build a foundation on a concrete foundation and then have material that would like a grain of popcorn. When heated up, it would pop and create a shape with a general structure that could then be permanentized. And all the kernels would become glass windows and the popcorn itself would be the solid structure of the house. And it was a way to create a spontaneous design for a house that I still think is fascinating. I just love that idea. And he said that, that now the, here's the catch. He said, if you don't like it, you melt the materials back down, put them back in a container and repop the house. <laughs> so that you have as many versions as you want to try until you get one that you like. Well, I just want to see you in the naked light of day 
I want to see the way you work and the way you play. I asked Peter about Butch's many different creative endeavors. I mean, I've always considered him sort of, you know, classic Renaissance man in that regard. Um, there's music is going to be his his biggest legacy, but not his only one. You know, he's had he's had showings of his art in museums, and Terry Allen helped helped him arrange for that. And uh, and he's you know one of the more fascinating things to me is is just that he builds stuff. When I interviewed him back in the 80s, he was telling me about remodeling a, a train station somewhere in the Panhandle, I think in Clarendon, Texas, uh, when he was probably in his 20s. Everything he does is in furtherance of this like artistic vision of the world, whether it be songwriting or the visual arts or, or just how he lives his life. I mean, he just li really does live his life as an artist and it's not for him, I don't think it's it's not it's not an ego thing or about you know being a famous songwriter or anything like that. It's really just in furtherance of that artistic vision. There's a sense with Butch, but it's also again with all three of those guys that there is magic in reality, that people are connected in magical ways, and that we are alive in this moment and experiencing this thing, or we experienced something previous, you know, in our past, that is truly beyond uh, reason and that is truly wonderful. And so for them, you know, that house, in a way, was a place where they got to live in that space because, you know, as, as the three of us know, it, it really doesn't make sense that we would ever have formed a band or have a chemistry as a band or as three friends, but we do. And we do 30 years later, you know? And I think the Flatlanders each have, and, and so many of these West Texas artists, each have that cosmic fascination and appreciation for existence. And, you know, that it's temporal. But he, he knows what he believes in. And it's, it's all the good stuff, you know? All the loving stuff, all the enlightenment stuff, all the sharing stuff, all the, everybody has equal uh, quality of life. My name is Jeff Haley, and we thank you for listening to this podcast about the one and only Butch Hancock. Yes, I just want to see you in the naked light of day. I want to see the way you work and the way you play. We'd like to thank Peter Blackstock, I got a funny Tiffany Walker, and Bobby Bridger. Mr. David Garza composed incidental music for this podcast. Yes, I just want to see you and Mr. Chris Searles was the inspiration. Also, thanks to Young Darboro for all his help, as always. You can listen to this and other podcasts on our SoundCloud. Peace, love, and fish sticks, y'all. The Studebaker, the Pontiac, Cadillac and Ford. Some will be recycled and some will be restored. But somebody's got you thinking that the best way to survive is just to drive, drive, drive. But I'm here to tell you, friends, Things haven't gone too far Don't lay your treasures up In some big shiny car Cause with less money than you've wasted
had less time than it took to make it You could have walked around the world You could have walked through the jungle Seen Victoria Falls You could have seen the pyramids Or the, the Taj Mahal You could have seen the Holy Land Put yourself in Could have walked beside some river, watched the sunlight melt the frost. Could have slept out under the northern lights or the, the southern cross. You could have danced with danger, made good friends out of total strangers. You could have walked around the world. You could have learned how to heal, stood a man. You could have learned firsthand just what it is that makes somebody tick. You could have talked with masters, stood a jabbering with fools. You could have walked around the world. You could have walked around the world. You could have walked around. Instead of arguing with fools, you could have walked around the world. You could have leaned straight into the face of four strong winds. Instead of driving round town, collecting useless odds and ends. Instead of going nowhere, you could have lived a life. Destinations. You could have walked around the world. You could have climbed the Eiffel Tower, seen the lights of Gay Paris, watched little dogs fight for power up in Washington D.C. Someday you will remember you're a child of Mother Earth. You could have walked around the world. You could have walked around the world. You could have walked around the world. Someday you'll remember you're a child of Mother Earth, and you could have walked. Could have walked around